Hey guys, it's Isabella and Hannah, and welcome back to another episode of Talent Talk. Today, we talked to a couple of cool people. We talked to Mr. Leparini, the AP everything teacher. I don't know, he teaches a lot. Um, and we just talked and got real and had some fun, a lot of laughs. And then we talked to Katie Cordano, she's on our talent staff, about uh, her new article called Will You Accept This Rose? And it is about The Bachelor and how some of the senior boys have decided to make a bracket and a little tournament to see who's going to win. So, if this sounds interesting, keep on listening. You might hear, and you get to hear Katie and Hannah's predictions about what's going to happen on The Bachelor. And now we are here with Mr. Leparini. Hi, how are you doing? Great, thank you. Thank you for having me. Friend of the pod, long time (laughs) listener, first time interviewee, so I'm excited. (laughs) So, tell us about yourself. For those of you who don't know who Mr. Leparini is... That is a loaded question to start. (laughs) How far back do you want me to go? From the very beginning, the beginning of Earth. (laughs) The year was 1984. (laughs) Dry year, not a lot of rainfall. Uh, I was born in New Mexico, uh, Farmington, New Mexico. Lived there for a few years. I lived in Maryland for some years. I lived in Northern California, went to high school here at Bella Vista uh, during my formative years, and then went off to college in Los Angeles at Susan Pacific (laughs) University, home of the Cougars. And after that, was uh, lucky enough to get a job teaching right away and taught down there for 10 years and, um, and now moved back home, uh, the closest thing I have to a home with all my family and have started a family. So I have a lovely wife and two little babies. Baby childs. Baby, Baby childs. Well, one just turned four, so she's four going on 14. <laughs> As I always <laughs> <That> say. <thing. laughs> So tell us a little bit about, you are um, the head of the Scholars Program and Moot Court. Would you, could you tell us a little bit about what those things are? Certainly, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I went, when I went to high school and through schooling, I was involved in a lot of things, so I know that the time commitment um, of the students, but also, it, you know, it's something I've always been interested in. I coached at my previous school for seven years. I coached soccer, so moving up here, I didn't want to do that because of the time commitments. kind of want to take a break, but I wanted to invest in other ways. Um, the moot court team is a great way to uh, invest in students who are trying to figure out constitutional law. They compete in a competition against other schools, arguing appellate decisions and whether or not rights were uh, infringed or enforced. Um, it's a scary, crazy competition that they have to do, and I thankfully just help guide them. Uh, the scholars program is kind of a interesting uh, idea, the kind of the theory behind it or how I try to describe it is that it's for students that have made academics their priority and sometimes that precludes them from being involved in some of these other wonderful programs at CB. So trying to develop in in terms of the inclusive community, while it is an exclusive group, a place for a student who has put all their eggs in the academic basket and having a community um, to feel validated and part of something. We go on trips and we try to meet and have a sense of uh, belonging even for a student that is um, focused specifically on academics. So you're a teacher here. Uh, life coach is the, <laughs> yeah, I think, on my contract, <laughs> but yes. So you teach AP government. Why? Why that? What, what led you to do that? Right now I'm teaching AP government, AP psychology, and civics. I have a lot of interests. Uh, I'm a social science major, and I think I've taught 
I think every social science class that CB offers at various times in my teaching career, um, from sociology to AP US history, uh, economics. So the real reason is that there was an opening uh, here when I was trying uh -huh. to look to move closer to our families. My wife had uh, finished her doctorate at USC, and so uh, I was interested in, in teaching um, motivated students and just for my own edification of a higher level of learning. Uh, and CB had an opportunity for AP government. Um, a very well qualified teacher was moving to LA, so we were like two ships passing in the night, and um, oh it gosh. worked out quite well. Uh, I enjoy many aspects of government. That's not my main passion. I'm not uh, a political What's your junkie. Passion? Uh, well, I was a history and English minor, so I'm really interested in social movements, in trying to tell that story through literature and the arts. But there's aspects of government that I think are important, really vital for students and that are enjoyable. I think you can find something enjoyable in almost every subject. So. Well, Still you have it. to bring life to the procedural, but it is procedural, yeah. Um, yeah, so I like teaching psychology because it's a nice counterpoint to something that's pretty uh, dry, uh, getting into the depths, and this, a lot more creativity is allowed in that subject. Um, so you said that your wife has a doctorate. I mean, not to veer away from you, but your wife has a doctorate. Oh, that's fine. She's the better version. <laughs> life flex. <laughs> yeah. And she went to USC. Um, my wife is quite amazing. She, we went to college together at Azusa Pacific. She has a biology major, but her heart has always been uh, for physical therapy, um, especially in neurology. So um, I know a lot of people think of physical therapy as like knee joints and you know shoulders, but she, that's orthopedics. So she deals primarily with stroke, spinal cord injuries, traumatic brain injuries. Um, right now she's working at Sutter Roseville, which is uh, has a transitional living care, so she goes to individuals that have been injured but are somewhat stable and try to help them fit this new reality back in their life. So home visits, a lot of psychosocial work, helping individuals to walk. So it keeps me really grounded because when I have a rough day, her day is always more intense. But yes, yeah, she went to USC for um, her doctorate in physical therapy. It's a three-year intensive program, and then she got her specialty in neurology, which is quite rare. So she's uh, she was able to teach at USC, and then when we moved up here, she taught at UOP and Sac State for a little while before um, kind of settling into um, her role at Sutter. So yeah, she's uh, a rock star that makes me want to be better. That is so sweet. Oh my God. <laughs> You're a romantic. See, it's the Pisces that's coming out in you, you oh, know, romance. Tried to it's put Pisces me in season. An astrological box there, Miss Walsh. Just did. I just did. Is it not Pisces season right now? It is Pisces. It is. His so birthday your peak do Pisces. Do the Pisces as the fish and the Aquarius, like the aquarium, do they get along? Because they're kind of like a thing, <laughs> or is that not? Um, is that too literal of a? No, I'm. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, love is love, and well, sometimes it does not work out. And, I'll blame, blame it on the stars, but whatever. But you guys work. I just, I just feel it, you know? Well, What's I, her sign? Because I just told you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do not know the signs. So she was born in March. End of she March. also? End of March. Are we oh. both Pisces? Is it or is she fish? an Aries? She might be an Aries. Two fish in the Aries, sea. Aries, yes. Oh, flying fish. I get it. <laughs> like the ram is, oh, is an Aries. Like the air. No. Oh, air. No, no. <laughs> I like where you're going. That's yeah. inventive. Uh -huh. Smart. But no. So you have a lot of games that you like to play in your AP Psych and AP Gov and Civics classes. So, for example, Game of Doom. For those of the people here who don't know, it's just basically a very intense game where you're throwing pens around and you have to write the answer on the board. How do you come up with all of those crazy games? 
Well, first of all, uh, you're breaking breaking the first rule of Game of Doom, which is talking about it on the podcast. <gasps> oh, like, <laughs> like my club. But no, no, it's like a really calm game that has no inherent doom. It's just like hyperbolic. But uh, I don't know. That's uh, I, I try to take the things that I enjoyed from the teachers that have invested in me. Um, and a lot of that is the things I remember from high school are the weird things or the fun things or the odd things. Those are the sticking points. I was bored a lot as a kid, so I had uh, kind of a, an imagination that went that way. I mean, when we moved from Maryland to California, we were in the car for two weeks for like eight hours a day. So I really got to explore imagination. I think boredom is a great way to allow for that. And as I've become more and more comfortable with the content of my classes, uh, I'm like, I'm a lifelong learner, so I have to do something because students always start at the same spot for my classes, even though I learn more and more about the subject. So the way that I vent that is through creativity. So it's uh, kind of fun. Sometimes they don't work, but sometimes they work to scary levels, uh, <laughs> like the game of Doom, which has become probably the most important thing in the lives of students, I think, at CV. Yeah, it's, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's, you know, taken a toll on us in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that's just something that's a big philosophy of my teaching is to try to make the ordinary extraordinary. Oh, that was deep. Wow. <laughs> How far back do you know the order of like the line of being the president? Because you know how it's like president, then vice president, then oh. house majority leader. How far can you go back? Uh, I'm just curious. So it's based on after, you know, speaker of the house and then the Senate. It goes to the order of the cabinet when it was created. So like secretary of state, um, secretary of war, which is now a new name. And then eventually it goes down. The most recent one was the Department of Homeland Security. So, like, Secretary of Agriculture and Housing and Urban Development and stuff is all above Homeland Security, which might be the most <laughs> important person to have in charge if there was ever that kind of situation. So, I think, I mean, I don't know the order specifically, but uh, I think I could do probably, like, the first seven or eight. Uh, hopefully, when, are you just thinking, like, designator survivor type things? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I always that love, show? like, yeah, it's a show. I've never seen it, though, but it sounds really interesting. I think my mom told me about it, but just didn't pay attention. Well, it's Kiefer Sutherland, so he's... I love him. Yeah. He was in Lost Boys. Yeah, uh-huh. He was Three a vampire. Three Musketeers back in the day, the 90s version. It's um, true. That one with one. Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. And he's like, you can't handle... I don't know the... You can't the, handle oh, the yeah, 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 correct. He was a side yeah. character in the, yeah, A Few Good Men. Yes, yeah. Yeah. there we go. A Few Good Men is like my favorite war movie. Even though it's not really war, it's more like law. Military. It's like military. Yeah. There was a big emphasis in the 90s on crime and like lawyer type movies. You don't really see those a lot. Like mm-hmm. there's also a big emphasis on like cop movies. Um, and so, yeah, that was like the, the penultimate of the culmination of all of that, right? Something about uh, war, a little bit of war with uh, the, the kind of those dramatic court scenes and then all sorts of great stuff. Yeah, it's a great movie. And now we have Judge Judy, which is the pinnacle of all right. law shows. Yeah, well, when you have a grievance against your neighbor because you loaned them one of your shoes or something, you really <laughs> want to go there to hash it out. Divorce court. Yes. All yeah. those courts. Yeah. Well, you People's just don't really court. see it in film anymore. I know there's like Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey. You don't really see that kind of procedural court drama anymore. So I don't know if the public has moved Blame. on. Mostly it's superheroes. So maybe if like the Justice League had to do like actual justice system, that would be it. <laughs> in The Incredibles, off. they have to do that. Remember, they get in trouble. That's and true. For yeah, being people, they got to go to court. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And Red at tape. the end, they go, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they slap it. 
clap that gavel. <laughs> uh, any other questions? Uh, uh, this is your time. Any? What's your favorite movie? That is a tough question. Top, um, top something. So I used I had answers for these at different points in my life, and I can because I think movies kind of speak to the time that you're in. Um, so in high school, it was Usual Suspects. That has become a little more problematic because of Kevin Spacey, but it's still a well-crafted film. Yes, unfortunately. Um, Shawshank Redemption was in there. Basically, it's interesting to see, like when you ask people that, it's mostly with their formative years, it's like the type of music you like. I don't know if that's gonna change with you guys, because you can listen to all generations very easily and like watch all generations. Uh, like you've seen some of those old Kiefer Sutherland films, yes. right? Um, which was just not, uh, we just didn't have the ability to see those, so. Um, Right now, uh, there's a film called Children of Men, which I think is really well done. Uh, it's like a dystopian novel with Clive. Is that his guy's name? Clive Owen? Clive Wilson? It sounds British. Um, <laughs> I just watched Free Solo, which I'm pretty jazzed about, which uh, in terms of documentaries, there's a lot of excellent documentaries that I'm kind of more interested in now sometimes. Mm, I love yeah. a good documentary. What are your, what's your favorite movie? Oh, I have like three. Yeah. Um, well, they're like rewatchable. Yeah. I, some movies you like see once, so, like I don't want to watch that again. Yeah. But no, it was um, Moulin Rouge. Uh-huh. I, I can only watch it every couple of years because I. It's too manic. It just makes me cry. Uh-huh. I'm just a crier. Um, Tommy Boy. I love that movie. It makes me so in, happy. <laughs> in middle school, I rewatched it like um, every weekend, I would watch it. Wow. I wouldn't hang out with my friends on the weekends. I just watched Tommy yeah, Boy. Yeah, you have those two guys. Yeah, and then The Matrix. You know, I, I met David Keanu Spade's Reed. dad. Really? Oh, you know, I thought I was going to say David Spade. I but thought no, you his were. Father was well, staying in the so hotel cool. room next to me. He looked just like him. And I said, "Are you related to David Spade?" He said, "That's my son." And I said, "Neat." That was I love <laughs> David Spade. I used to have the biggest crush. Did on you him. have you ever really? seen Black Sheep? The, no. Uh, oh, the oh my gosh, I love it has Black some Sheep. Politics, yeah. When he yeah. cartwheels in with all the buttons, that makes <laughs> Yeah, it's basically the same movie, but with just a little bit different vibe. Yeah. But yeah, there. I uh, I used to think I was pretty funny in high school, and then I watched like Dumb and Dumber, Tommy Boy. Happy Gilmore and realized I was just ripping them off. So <laughs> <laughs> the nerve, yeah, uh, the audacity. Yeah, turns out. And then the most, Matrix. I just, oh, yeah. I love Keanu Reeves. Interesting. Love Keanu Reeves. So I watched John Point Wick. Break. Oh, Point Break is probably his greatest role. It was uh, Johnny Utah. Oh my God. I mean, he's and named Bodhi? after a state. Yeah. Oh my God. It, <laughs> I, when he shoots into um, the night air because he can't do it. Yes. Yeah, it's, okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Because oh I've been gosh. asking people if they've seen this and they haven't. And I watched it with my mom and she cried at it because, I don't know, the last scene was just emotional. Yeah. With Patrick Swayze. You just got to let him go. It's his dream. I know. <laughs> wow. So you're kind of a 80s and 90s movie junkie. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I definitely like the new movies, like Ex Machina. I love Ex Machina. That is it's terrifying in its stillness. Yeah. Yes. It, like, for about a month after, I, like, wasn't normal. I was like, I can't, like, talk to people normally after I've yeah. just, like, seen this. What's like, it about? This is, it's like this, like, they're trying to test to see if, like, they've made true artificial intelligence. And then, like, the guy that they're testing it on, like, falls in love with the robot. And it's kind of insane. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the, the premise is they bring someone in to try to see if they can tell if this is a human or not. Oh, that. And then it gets it. real weird. Yeah. Do you watch Westworld or those kind of programs? Or? Um, no, I want to, but I just haven't had the time. 
Yeah. Turner Clark. I mean, I'm not advocating for uh, the <laughs> student underage students to watch these. <laughs> Disclaimer. Films. Yes, but uh, yeah, that's uh, those are some interesting concepts. Yeah. Yeah. She's turning 18 soon. It's yeah, okay. April. Got like a month. Yeah. Yeah, I'm standing by my statements. <laughs> <laughs> what music do you like to listen to? Oh, well, that's, like right now. That's gonna make me inherently sound like a hipster. And <laughs> really like, you probably haven't heard of them. It's like just one guy and like a cactus <laughs> and a tape recorder. Enrique does all the time. He's like, "Have you ever heard of like I don't know, like Arctic Monkeys?" And I'm like, "Come on, get out of here." <laughs> um, right now, I'm I listened on the way to work to a band called We Were Promised Jetpacks, which is a, okay. like an Irish brooding band. Um, Fun. It depends. When I see, I've already alienated. Sorry, audience. <laughs> I apologize. The subscribers are going down. Uh, I think it depends. Like now that I teach, it's pretty high energy, so I like calm things. I used to like listen to a lot more upbeat things. So um, there's a band called Explosions in the Sky, which is like instrumental guitar-based orchestra. Okay. Oh, Do you see how I'm getting cool. obscure? But yeah, I like no. regular music too. I like all sorts of music. Do you like any pop music? Ariana Grande? I'm not as interested in pop. I Have know that it is popular. Album? By definition, it go. is incredibly catchy. Have you listened to her new album? No, I've not listened to any of the albums. Oh, I know she fake. has a lot of, fake a lot of uh, ponytail action going there on. There is. That's oh, like a signature ponytail. move from the commercials I've seen. But no, I'm I, not you as interested. I listened to a lot of music, like pop music in high school. Uh, my parents are kind of like rural, so I listen to a lot of bluegrass or like old country. Ah, growing fun. up um i'm not opposed to i think there's good good music in any genre i'm not like an elitist in that way i just uh as you get older you realize that most of the pop music is for your generation which is good yeah yeah right like i'm older than you i went to high school i don't need to relive high school so <laughs> oh. <Did you laughs> that's not, not why i came experience? back to high school no i had a great experience oh, okay. but that's this yeah. is your time and so like the music that's geared for you is great yeah do you talk to Mr. Sir about any of the? Because he also has like a weird, obscure music taste. He loves His the soundscapes. More like, yeah, rhythmic soundscapes. No, I'm just mentioning some of the things that I've been listening to recently. Uh, ah. I like uh, I'm, the music I like is more lyric based. So like mm. um, like Regina Spector or singer songwriters or some of those groups that you may not have I, heard of. The glazed overlooks. All right. No, good. I've heard of Regina Spector. <laughs> I looked her up once yeah. because somebody said her name and I didn't know who it was. So I know of her. Right, I, know, like, I just don't like listen to her music. Like Bonnever or The National Ooh. or some of these, if I'm saying yeah. that correct, whatever that guy is. Yeah. So those are, right now I'm more into. But it's pretty cool to have kill, you just have children because you uh, can explore music with them and it's like the first time. So ah. like just like putting on like Elvis Presley or putting on uh, music from my generation and my kids sometimes connect and dance with it. It's pretty awesome. So. Yeah, that's how my parents are. All like all my music tastes come from my my dad yeah. and my mom. You know. yeah. They just force. Well, my dad was really forceful on his music. Like, you <laughs> are gonna listen to this and you're gonna like it. Oh, that's it my was, mom. It's with all the '80s pop. It was punk and hip hop that my dad Whoa. forced me to listen. To. He did not like punk for a long time, but <laughs> he learned to love. It's loud. Not for everyone. It's loud. It's loud. Yeah, it is singular in its focus. If you want yeah. something else, you're gonna get the exact experience of punk. <laughs> Not but it, it gets you ready to like I don't know start a riot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean fight the authority or submit to it, go to school. And even though I'm like hard. I'm totally fine with the government, all that. Sometimes I'm like I'm gonna fight the government right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's called uh, socially acceptable venting. That's good. Yes. 
yeah. fisticuffs. You'd rage against the machine through your musical taste. Oh, I love them. That, yeah. Also, the main guy. In high school. The main guy is really attractive. I actually went to I went to a Rage Against the Machine concert. Really? And uh, it was in the LA Coliseum. That's and so cool. right when they came out, I don't know if people had a hive mind, but everyone made like a huge circle in the middle of the football field because we we're just all in the football field and just took Mosh. off garments and dollar bills and everything and made a f- a pile and lit it on fire. <laughs> that is so metal. That is so cool. And I, mean, I was the guy being like, okay, I'm going to casually moonwalk farthest away from the flames. <laughs> <laughs> Do not have the body type to rage in that fashion. So, yeah, that was cool. Great concert. You know, the body type to rage. There's some large folks in there. <laughs> no, one time when I was... Um, I'm like the little like mouse running through the elephant herd in those concerts. I like moshed once and my friend's dad like punched me in the face on accident. Like, he didn't see I was behind him, and I was like, woo, okay. I was, <laughs> I was like 12. at a concert uh, called Pennywise. It's kind of an older band. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a smaller venue, and there was a guy uh, that was, like, the coolest guy. He was in the wheelchair, and but he punched me in the face. <laughs> so, so, and he was awesome. He, he, we actually became kind of friends for a while. Yeah. How, are you, how do you even get mad at someone in a wheelchair who manages to punch you? Yeah, he like, was. Like, that's just I, impressive. I, well, I mean, yeah, I was either too low. Or he was, yeah, it was... It yeah. was spectacular his name is ernie good guy <laughs> from pomona if, if ernie from Pomona's listening hey man <laughs> good to hear from you find him on the book the old facebook you should yeah i'm not on the book so i don't, oh, I, don't okay. I don't think anyone else besides me calls it the book but i try it out i like it the book Face book yeah. i saw that oh interesting yeah it's the italian version what did you watch when you were younger well, uh, it's going to sound like a thousand years ago, but we had one TV okay. of the whole fam, and it was regular antenna, so there was limited options and two sisters that always outvoted me. So <laughs> I've seen a lot of teen romantic comedy ideas, just not necessarily 9-2-0, but I usually just watched sports or went outside. I was kind of an outdoor kid. So I, really, I mean, the classic as a kid, like DuckTales, Batman, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That was a real popular show, this cool teacher named Mr. Cooper. He was pretty cool. Did you, is that what, That's who, why I became a teacher, yeah. Mr. Coop. Yeah, if you're listening, Mr. Cooper, or the actor that then played Mr. Cooper. Uh, Boy Meets World, did you ever watch that one? Uh, With Topanga? Uh, no, I, I think I might have seen a couple episodes. I watched... Family Matters? Was um, with I, I knew of it. Uh, see, I was... Uh, Saved by the Bell was like, I, I know every... I Probably line from that's how I got my base humor, which is why it's so corny. Right. AC Slater. Saved by the Bell. Um, what was that other one with Claire Danes in it? Oh. My mom mentioned, oh, uh, The So-Called Life. Did yeah, you ever watch those that? Were, those were all like the edgy adolescent oh, ones that I could watch. My mom watched. was like an <laughs> no, edgy. We used she to like gather around and watch like Funniest Home Videos with Bob Saget. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, like oh, the family wholesome ones. Now yeah. it's Alfonso Ribeiro. I don't know how I feel mm. about that. He's fine. I like him. I mean, my hasn't sister YouTube and no, Vines replaced sister, all those? <laughs> my sister like loved that show. Oh, it's hilarious. I, but I then, still watch it. As an adult, you're like, that's just a lot of bodily harm. Yeah. like home alone when you get older you're like no that's a traumatic brain injury he's gonna, um, he's gonna need to, to not be able to read for two weeks yeah. that guy's gonna be a killer when he grows up just, gonna, just that's it that's it i, I mean, mean that one that's smart kevin? yeah kevin also that's I, a movie that would be solved totally by modern technology oh totally yeah it's like i'm fine no like, i'm getting hey, mom venmo me some money yeah. order a pizza hit me up yeah but oh, had, are you into all the mockumentaries and like all their work, like Dog Show and Waiting yes. for Guffman and all that. I have only seen um, 
best in show. Yeah, that's what that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, I also love Catherine O'Hare because of her like screams, like Beetlejuice. I oh, like when she's like, yeah. if you did, you know, like when she does the whole thing. Yeah. I just like love her. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, some of the they were like the origin originators of like the modern like Office, Parks and Rec, like yeah. the deadpan oh, fake those. mockumentary. Yeah, they're great. Did you ever watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Oh yeah. Good. All right. Yeah, obviously. Even like I watch it still. Yeah. I mean, Where do you watch it? It's I don't know. It's like always on on like Saturday mornings. Just oh, on I like cable. Something I don't that even was know like our on. wheelhouse. Any, I think literally every individual in my elementary school could could rap that song. Yeah, like Good. the whole thing, every yeah. single person. Yeah, and that's how we learned about Los Angeles. That's <laughs> our whole context. Spell oh. it. Los Angeles was <laughs> yeah, and Philadelphia too. There's yeah. some trouble in this neighborhood. Don't go there. <laughs> Cheese steaks and trouble. Got one little fight. Yeah. That's I it. know. It seems like I was worried my parents were going to send me away. <laughs> I got too rough at the playground. Wait, really? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that linear, but yes. <laughs> well, what shows do you watch now? Um, all kinds. I mean, I'm pretty busy with with child rearing, but uh, like True Detective, the new one's great. Uh, it's kind of hard to like. I, I usually watch a se- show for like one or two seasons, and then it like fades out. I don't like when shows self-perpetuate. No, not oh, popular. Okay. It's not that. It's yeah. like when they make decisions to keep the show going. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of what should be done. So that's why I'm kind of drawn to more like shows that are like a series and that's it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's easy as a writer to keep getting paid and like make choices that I think Game of Thrones is probably doing that right now. That's like the first two seasons. But, like, I love their just, ending. Right, but it's like it went on too long. Right, where it's like there's this culminating moment, and then it like oh, there's always like it's what they used to do with the serials of like comics or like the the first shows where it's like right at the end the Lone Ranger gets saved every every week, and so then Mm. you can keep perpetuating the bad guy always gets away, like Inspector Gadget. That bad guy always got away. So frustrated. There's only there's no justice in comics. There's only so much murder that you can do. You know, at one point you're like, okay, we get it. You murder people. (laughs) (laughs) Probably like one. (laughs) <laughs> one makes you the the murderer i think yeah well i'm gonna go teach the youth of tomorrow that's us <laughs> that's you fun yeah. um it's been a pleasure i wish you well uh good luck with your potting thank you and I, yeah, I look forward you. to this going viral and for it, me to be able to go on a book tour so <laughs> you have to write a book first that's not how it works you get oh, the advancement okay. and then oh, you go okay. to mexico Okay. All right. Well, well, thank you for coming on. Yes. We had fun. And we are here with Miss Katie Cordano to talk about her article, Will You Accept This Rose? So, what's it about? Basically, it's about the boys in our senior class who decided it'd be fun to come up with a fantasy bachelor. Pretty much what they do is every Monday night when the bachelor's on, they meet up at someone's house and they watch the girls get eliminated off the show and one of their girls will be eliminated and so they're out of the bet bro time i love that mondays are for the boys they are for the girls and the boys so um who's winning the bet right now do you think because as we know this week um there was a lot of drama we don't really know what's going on but basically the final three are cassie Tasha, and hannah g i'm pretty sure freddie's in the lead what's his bet i think cassie is his girl okay so as of last episode when she left i think there's a little still something there maybe she i think she's coming back on the show Okay, there was a lot of drama this season with Kaylin and Cassie and, like, whether or not they were ready to, like, get married. Do you 
think that Kerpa and Katie were all telling the truth when they were warning Colton about them? Or do no. you think they're snakes? No. I think they're little minions of someone who left the show already. And they're just trying to snake all the girls that are going to win. Ooh. Because obviously Kerpa was never going to win. She's just awkward. Ugh. Kerpa spent all of her She's time talking crap about yeah. the other girls. You know what? And that's why she left. Mm-hmm. Tea. That's just it. And also, um, Reality Steve, he's the one who does a lot of the spoilers that I don't look at. But I did. I try not to look at. I try not to. But I did find out who the next Bachelorette will probably be. Hannah B. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because Hannah B. caused a little bit of drama in the beginning of the season, but yeah. I think she kind of turned it around towards the end. She did. I was personally rooting for Kaylin right. because of her story she shared. Yeah. I do think she should have been the next Bachelorette because she made it further than Hannah B. did. And I think she's a little less drama, which for the Bachelorette, I think you need a little less drama. I personally think it was a lot of the editing that made Hannah B. look bad. I mm-hmm. think she was just like very awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hannah B. was very careful about what she was saying. She was not saying anything negative about anyone, even Kaylin, because she probably would have. Yeah, she definitely would have. she wasn't told not to. So that's true. I think it's going to be Hannah B. But they I'm settled their beef. Yeah. Well... Um, thank you for coming on. And if you want to go read her article, it's on cbtalon.com. Will you accept this riff? And that was our episode. Thanks for listening. So, Hannah, are you ready for The Bachelor? What's going to happen? Oh, I'm so excited. I think that everyone who disagrees with me is completely wrong. And I just have to wait till Monday for them to understand. Is it every Monday? Every Monday. Well, tomorrow's the last Monday. It's going to be Monday, Tuesday, or the finale. And by the time you're listening to this, it might already be out, and you guys will know that I'm right. Well, that's the tea. That's the tea. Talent tea. Well, thank you for tuning into another episode of Talent Talk. I'm Isabella. And I'm Hannah.